exactly what you want to read on holiday. Like, was absorbed it's in it. It's a navy blazer. Yeah. But it's so much more. No, it's yeah. Nice. I'll send you the recipe. That Thank sounds you. so good. And I would say, yes, I did know pretty damn quickly. I knew you were going to say that. That's amazing. You're listening to the Sherlock's podcast, your guide to a more stylish life. Welcome to the team podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Laura Black, Lou Half, and Harriet Russell. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. I think we're all feeling a bit Monday. We need to like get up and do some star jumps or something. I know. <laughs> we need to go outside today. and have a big blast of air in it's our faces. So cold. <laughs> have you been outside? It's, it's so cold. Just, you know, it might wake us up. It might. It might. I'm really. We're, we're we are like a significant amount of the team down today mm. due to the storms. I think that's the problem. It's been quite lackluster in the office. Yeah. How was everyone's weekend's storms? aside Harriet Stormy yeah I mean fine really very low-key I but I feel like I've had a very busy start to the year so it actually felt quite nice to just kick back catch up on all the tv I am obsessed with euphoria and no one else watches it in the office oh Amrit is obsessed yeah. with it as well oh I need Daisy to watch it and Poppy I think well the, the well, young people yeah, I was gonna say we've got a young crowd yes. here <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to be in the mood for it it's mm. intense but yeah, I watched about three episodes back to back. I started season one, like when season one was out. And the first episode, I was just like, I don't have the emotional capacity for this. It's so stressful. It is stressful. Mm. I'm not going to lie. And it can be quite draining. There's definitely a maximum. It's not bingeable. Mm. But they release episodes weekly, so you don't have to binge. But yeah, I just think some of the performances, it's such a young cast. Obviously, it's a very Gen Z sort of approach to everything. But I just think the cast is so immensely talented. I was talking to Polly about it briefly. And she and I agree, there's just this one episode recently that came out where it's just like, just just gives Zendaya her second Emmy right now. <laughs> really? Like She's amazing. She's incredible. Mm. I don't want to sort of talk too many spoilers in case people haven't seen it, but there is an episode in which her character, Rue, who is seriously addicted to all sorts of drugs. Essentially, she's been highly functioning throughout the second season, so her mum and her sister think she's clean and she's not. And it all comes out in the wash in this particular episode. And there's a huge manic episode and she goes on the run. And it's just, it's almost like it's filmed in real time and almost like it's one shot. It's not, but you get the feeling. And it really amps up the drama. And the whole time you're just thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Stressful. (laughs) Yeah, but stressful, but at the same time, just so, so realistic and gritty. And then you just get to the end of it and you just think, my God, that was a tour de force. She is amazing mm, yeah. I'm actually obsessed I'm also really obsessed with I'm on the flip side I'm not watching Euphoria but I'm really obsessed with her and Tom Holland's relationship Me so I'm on the too. like cringe Instagram like they come my discover feed is basically <laughs> only Hayley Bieber and Zendaya at this point but they're just such a cute couple are they romantically together now? yeah oh yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that apparently yeah. they dated briefly about four years ago when they first started doing Spider-Man together which is how they met and then that sort of fizzled and she's literally been out with loads of really good looking guys mm-hmm. in the meantime including Jacob Elordi who's yeah. in Euphoria with her Hot. who's a right hunk <laughs> no he is sorry it was 1999 <laughs> my sister often often texts me and she's like Nate is such a horrible character why is he so good looking well, sometimes that's sometimes <laughs> I'm like, horrible, that's the problem that's isn't it? the turn on but yeah no their relationship sort of turned serious I think over the summer yeah he, I find him so fascinating because he's he's quite a like yeah he's li- real good yeah he's a real like <laughs> sweet little yeah. English boy who's got like 100 million Instagram followers yeah. and he's like the biggest movie star of all time now it's wild I swear his co- accent gets more cockney though every time yeah, I listen to yeah. him I think he's trying to be like one of the people yeah he tries um, to play into the whole British yeah, thing doesn't he as in I'm so normal I'm just like you mate <laughs> he's got some weird film out about a cat have you seen this no. I, I keep thinking I must 
like discover what this is actually about, but it's a about a cat. Yeah, hang on. He gives it, a you're cat. not talking about Uncharted. Yeah, it's not about a cat. It's not about a cat. <laughs> <laughs> but in the trailer, there's a cat. He gives Mark Wahlberg a cat. Fine, but I don't think that's what it's about. It's based sure? on like this enormously best-selling video game, which I know nothing about because I don't play video games, but apparently it's massive and he plays the main guy. In but it's, <laughs> just to be clear. Just to be clear, no I, don't, I don't think it's about In the cat. trailer that keeps being on TV, he gives, <laughs> I'm just going to Google it, he gives Mark Wahlberg a cat and is like, I think you really need this friend. It's a cat. I'm sure that's probably just a funny line, isn't it? Have you also seen Channing Tatum's trailer for Dog? Well, I know. Exactly. <laughs> that was, that's what I thought but she true, was... but Uncharted did unbelievably well at the yeah. box office. Dog didn't. Maybe it's because it's based on video game it's and because not it's... because it's about <laughs> a cat. <laughs> wow, this new cat film is no, doing no, no. so it's... well. The video game is apparently bigger than like Call of Duty or whatever it's called. Or... Is oh, that what wow. it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Treasure hunter Victor Sullivan recruits street smart Nathan Drake to help him recover a 500-year-old lost fortune amassed by Explorer. For... Okay. Yeah. A heist which becomes a globe trotting knuckle race. I'm not sure white the cat race. plays a massive part okay. in that. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> the cat leads them to the treasure. Understood. Um, has anyone else watched anything good? I spent about 12 hours on the weekend watching Dead Last I'm so pleased you're probably ahead of me now. Where are you um, to? We've got two more episodes of the second season to go. Okay. Charlotte and I obsessed. obsessed. And we had a similar experience. No one else seemed to be watching it at the well, time. I have been talking about it a lot. So yeah. yeah. I'm it's, so pleased you love it. I told you you'd love it. It's so amazing. It's so and amazing. apart from this one episode, which I haven't enjoyed. Which one? Oh, which one? How far along are you guys? I feel Quite like it's maybe towards the end. I'm like halfway through season two. Yeah. Have you had the one that's just about Coach Beard? No. No. Okay. Okay. That one. I love him as a character though. Just the whole thing yeah. has brought me so much joy. And I think there's, I know you spoke in the past about watching things that are like too deep and dark and don't kind of make you feel good about yourself. Mm. I think there's like- a, Not about myself. No, but just like it's like heavy to watch. Yeah. And I think there's something, there's a real skill in making a comedy that is actually- incredible yeah it's the same with Shit's Creek it's it like it's a really fine line before it just being like a bit corny and a bit mm. of shit and I watch it and I just come away from it feeling so much happier yeah and like you just you take on parts of those characters it's the same with Alexis in Shit's Creek yeah. where I came out of it I was like when I finished I was like I can't believe that I'm not gonna have Alexis in yeah. my life anymore <laughs> and when this ends to not, I mean, there's a season three, so thank God. Yeah, and I think they'll keep going. They've won loads of awards. Yeah. Can it's, we talk about... new? No. No. Uh, new in 2020. Okay. There's been three seasons. I think that's why it was two, so successful. Two. Oh my Only God, two. I thought I had three. No. Stop it. Yeah. Sorry. I thought there was a whole third season to go. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's probably so come. It's to come. It's it just renewed. hasn't. Yeah. It just hasn't. Oh fuck, I'm going to slow down in that case. I know. Yeah. Okay. Ration yourself. Yeah. Can we talk about your weird crush on him though? On who? You said you fancied Ted Lasso. No, I did not. <laughs> I swear you did. Because I've literally told everyone this weekend. No, that how is weird a that massive is. lie. Brett, <laughs> I really fancy Brett Goldstein, who plays. Oh, Roy, okay. I misheard that. Who plays That's Roy. equally weird to I, me, though. They are Sorry. incomparable. No, Ted they Lasso, are, very unsexy. Brett, Brett, who talks about fuck yeah. off, mate. Like, it's really hot. I think Juno oh. you know, Temple is also incredible. Yeah, yeah. She's so fantastic. So believable. Yeah. I feel like. When you see her on red carpets and stuff, she's so quirky and like yeah. what have you. And then in this, she's just like so down to earth. Yeah, she's normal. also really posh, as is. And I went to watch, I wanted to watch, like you always want to know what people's real voices sound like. Yeah. So I watched um, an interview with a guy who plays Jamie. Oh yeah. Um, also really posh, really well really? spoken. Really? How funny. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Brett Goldstein, love to your point, although mm. I don't find him physically attractive, he's also one of the main writers of the yes. show, which I, I think is really interesting. Uh, yeah. He, you should watch him win his, 
is it a Golden Globe or an Emmy? Can't remember, but watch his acceptance speech because it's it, he basically is the character, just a bit smilier. It's pretty yeah. good. It's just so quick. Like, imagine having a Ted Lasso in your life. I, I don't know anybody like that. Mm-hmm. To have someone that positive and happy and coming up with those one-liners all the time. He is fictional. <laughs> no, no, I know, but but someone has come up with that character. Yeah. Yes. I don't it, know. It's also <laughs> a really smart and salient way of reminding viewers that like not everyone is a bad person. Yes. Yes, you know? true. It's like, very good it's people do show. exist. Do you, have you ever watched Modern Family? No. no. I think that is one of the best happy jolly comedies i mean there's a reason it ran for 10 series actually that's not true the big bang theory also ran for 10 seasons and that is the biggest load of shit but oh, modern yeah, family is genuinely also is that genius laughter no 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 there's no laughter on it no 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 that's what big bang theory is like yeah it's if you like warm happy comedies that are also really really intelligent and yeah clever and well written usually i prefer a british humor mm. in that instance i would say it's got quite a yeah weird, it weirdly british yeah. sense of humor though it's, it's very sarky. sarcastic mm. yeah okay yeah. i've never watched it religiously but i know enough yeah start start from the beginning watch the whole thing it's on okay. netflix it's so good laura anything to recommend you were away last week yeah i was away so what did I you get up to really, i mean i never really watched that much tv i always sit in these podcasts <laughs> <laughs> that's okay uh, tell us about cornwall yeah i went to cornwall it was half term so we went to watergate bay for two nights which was lush and got stuck in the storm it was pretty wild but it was beautiful and yeah it was just so nice to get away all i've ever seen of watergate bay is that incredible corner window of the pool. is that just one bedroom or is it i don't know no that's the restaurant and then there's a pool which overlooks oh, the beach stunning. and yeah it was it's just I've been a few times I'm not a massive I know you don't you don't really get this but I don't love hotels I don't love the idea of eating breakfast and supper with you the don't same love people. a hotel I'm not that much sorry I hang on I don't like a resort hotel where it's the same people with breakfast lunch and dinner I okay. hate that as well yeah I agree just, with that I just don't really like it I like a hotel for like three nights and then I'm done but there you can go to loads of restaurants can't you like is it in good proximity to places there are a few surrounding amazing hotels I have it quickly I don't have a tv show to recommend Although I am watching the morning show, which I'm really enjoying, but we've talked about that a lot. But I've got a new restaurant to recommend. Um, it's called Le Petit Beef Bar. Le Petit Beef Bar. Which is part of the original one is in Monte Carlo, and but they're all over the world now. And they just opened in, oh, I think like, I don't know, December, January opened in London. And the food is so good. It's in Chelsea. It's like entrecote, but like slightly more refined. But, and you can book. So the downside of entrecote is that you can't book. The whole entrecote secret sauce is basically copied by the Petit Beef Bar. But there was a deep fried corn tempura starter, which like, you know, when you just think about something, oh my God, I love that. It was so good. We went on Friday night and it had like a spicy mayo. It was so good. And the steak was excellent. Lovely cocktails and a really nice setting. I'm guessing solo beef, no veggies allowed. Uh, There's quite a few fish dishes on the menu. I say actually at Watergate Bay, I think I had the nicest food I've had for such a long That's time. That's nice. What did you have? I had this one evening. I had this miso cod mm. on like these greens, but the sauce was just unbelievable. Ooh, nice. It was already nice and fresh and yeah, it was so and fresh. It was amazing. Nice. And then I had salted caramel ice cream with biscotti, mm. and I just think keep it simple, nice. delicious. Yeah. It was so yummy. Yeah. I'm going to Jim Carner for the first time on Friday. I'm oh, so yeah. excited. I wanted to go for so long so I'm I went up, right before the pandemic kicked off mm. and I thought it was really like an interesting experience mm. that sounds really sort of up myself but in terms of like not normal Indian food yeah really interesting nice because I love normal Indian food normal yeah know. I wouldn't go in with that it's really different okay nice yeah if you like if you love a Friday night takeaway you're going to be disappointed no no that's fine I know it's nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay but it's yeah. also just like the authenticity behind it you can just yeah. tell 
it's just really art- artfully done. Yeah. Well. Oh, good. I'm really excited. Really excited. Right. Let's answer some reader questions. Someone has asked, I don't know if anyone's going to have an answer to this. Lou, you might. Hotels and restaurants in Wales for husband's birthday. <laughs> Because it's that. near Bristol. Oh, I see. I've never been to Wales. That's niche. Niche. I bet you do. Go on. Uh, no, I actually oh, don't. You don't. No, I don't. <laughs> I um, actually think there's a dearth because me and my mum have been trying to go to Wales for ages. And okay. We literally can't find anywhere decent to stay, oh. so we just haven't done it. Shame. Apparently, Tembe is very lovely, but I don't. Well, I don't know if there's hotels. But I was going to say as an area. area. Maybe we should do a Wales guide. Oh my god, yeah. fun! Oh, I thought you were going to say trip. But like that <laughs> West Coast is supposed to be really, really beautiful. Yeah. But there's, yeah, it's more like pubs with rooms and the pubs are a bit dinged and you're just like, oh, don't know. Okay. But sometimes they're quirky and I brilliant. Know, yeah. I know, it's so hard to, so hard to know in advance mm. though, isn't it? And yeah. if you don't have a personal recommendation, then... Um, Harriet, somebody says, absolutely loving Sherry on the podcast. Will Harriet be back? Miss her chat. There we oh, go. So nice. She's Here back. I am. Okay, so many fashion questions. What else? How to find personal style like Queen Charlotte C. <laughs> <laughs> okay, somebody has said, what would your last meal be if you could choose it? Start a main and dessert. I mean, that could be a whole podcast in itself. Oh, but I gosh. feel like everybody's always thought about their, their death row dinner. What's one thing, one dish that would have to be on your death row supper? Lou, Harriet? Um, one of mine would be, I've, I guess I've definitely spoken about this before, but it's a sesame aubergine ponzu. Mm. which is just insane. It used to be at Penyon. They'd taken it off the menu, I think, because mm. somebody had an allergy and it's devastating news. Gosh, but it like the aubergine is so lightly deep fried, mm. but it's just like really crispy, mm. so light and fluffy on the inside. The most insane sauce you could ever imagine. Oh God, it's like melting my mouth. That about well. it. Mm. We shouldn't have this conversation pre pre I know, I know, 12.30, terrible time. Harriet? Uh, the only thing that instantly springs to mind is we went on holiday to Norfolk last summer and whilst I won't get into the main holiday, the saving grace of this holiday was the uh, hotel we stayed at was called The Harper and they have vegetarians, close your ears, sorry. They have this Chateaubriand on the menu, mm. which was just like, where do they get this meat from? It is so different to anything else I've ever had before. Mm. And it was just classic with Bernays sauce and chips, but honestly... We had it every single night. Mm. Oh, wow. I know. Um, it was actually reasonably priced delicious. for, a, for mm. a start as well. But literally, I was like, I cannot. We're probably not going to come back to this hotel. Not because it's bad. I actually love that hotel. Just the area wasn't necessary for us. But I just thought, if I'm never coming back here again, have I have to have it every single night. Damn right. Okay. Yum. Was yours? delicious. I don't know. so hard. So hard, isn't it? I, I mean, I'd almost go with what I just said I had the other night. I enjoyed oh, it oh, so finished. much. Oh, that's nice. It was such a nice balance of like something quite flavoury, not mm. too heavy. And There's something yeah, so nice when it's like surprisingly incredible as yeah, well. Yeah. You, like, you really weren't expecting it to be. Yeah. Like it. It was so good. I can't think of like a specific dish. I mean, I can. I can think of loads of specific dishes, but I'd have to have oysters on my menu. Ooh, really? Love oysters. I've never had one. Pound oysters until. Could you? Like oysters would stop me, not not the other way around. What like, do you have it with the, what do you put on your oysters? Honestly, I'm happy to have them plain, but I'll have like a little bit of lemon, tiny bit of like the onion thing. Onion stuff, yeah. Tabasco, I find overpowers it. Okay. I'm there for the salt, you know. Yeah. Not, I don't brine. use it. I don't want, I don't, yeah, the brine. Mm-hmm. I don't need it as a vehicle for other flavors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But just like fat, when we're in New Orleans, they have like, honestly, I'm literally salivating. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the size of my fist. They're, oh my God. Do you chew them? No. And you, somebody said the other day you're supposed to Do chew you, them. Where, was, where were we? Was that here? Yeah. It must have been. Anyway. No. Oh my God, I love them. I'm just, I'm a sucker for salt. So that's mine. Oh, yum. Okay. Somebody has asked about 
wedding jewelry, which again is quite a big topic, but what did you guys do, Lou? My mum wore my engagement ring and then I put it on as soon as I had my wedding ring on. And then I um, wore a pair of Jesse Thomas earrings. I really wanted something a bit more interesting for my ears. I wore a really fine chain from Catbird for, as my necklace. Again, it was like all my usual jewelry. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, these amazing earrings from Jesse Thomas. It's almost like a crawler, but made up of lots of different shapes of diamonds. Um, it was really beautiful. Mm. Quite like sculptural. Mm. I loved it. Really pretty. Laura? I mean, I feel so dated now. Mm. I got married quite a long time ago. I wore like classic, they were pearl and they weren't real diamonds, but they were, they, they were nice. Mm. In fact, my sister wore them. Yeah. I lent them to her. They were pretty. very simple. There you go. She only just got married. Yeah, yeah. They were very simple. They were really nice. And then like you, like somebody wore my engagement ring. Yeah. And then swapped it all over. I think like mine also feels dated. I guess th- in three years and yeah. the pandemic, a lot changes in terms of wedding jewelry. Like now, you could literally do anything, anything or whatever yeah. you wanted. Yeah. yeah, because there are so many different types of dresses around as well. Mm. I also so in Judaism, you're not allowed to wear any jewelry when you get married, like under the chuppah during the ceremony. So I think I did have earrings in. I bought some diamond stars for my mom. And then, yeah, my best friend wore my engagement ring. But you exchange a ring. You exchange a ring. Right, so, so that's your, your only jewelry you're meant to. Yeah, and it has to be an uninterrupted circle, your ring. So nothing with diamonds, nothing Yeah. Nothing interesting, literally just a plain band. So yeah, I must have put that on and then got my engagement ring back, but nothing else. Mm. But I think now I would do something different. I mean, I would wear something completely different and go I completely notice different. you wear your ring over the top of your engagement I ring. do it looks a lot cooler yeah. I think because my ring is that my engagement ring is very very simple and classic as is my wedding band so then when they're worn kind of conventionally it's a bit too traditional it's a bit too mm. trad whereas together it feels almost like yeah a bit more accidental agreed or it just or it just suits me more I always think it? it looks really nice thanks yeah and it goes because I wear gold rings as well with it I always think it looks better anyway I think we've all agreed that there are no rules now no no Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do whatever you want. Somebody has asked, I think this is a lovely question, aspect of life that has brought you the most confidence in yourself, home life, school, or an experience? What interesting question. Such an interesting question. I can, I'll go first because I know exactly, I can pinpoint mine really easily. And this sounds, it sounds really like superficial, but it's doing things that I haven't, doing social things and I don't really do this anymore because now I'm old and can't be bothered. But it was in my 20s doing social things that would put me outside of my comfort mm. zone. So going on hens where I didn't know anyone. I remember going on my sister-in-law's hen when they're quite a bit older than us. So I must have been like 24. And yes, yeah, so obviously everyone was way older. And I didn't know anyone. And I remember just getting really stuck in and having the best time. And then that was really quite good for me, I think. And so, and everything, you know, with work as well, we get to go to a lot of events where you know, you don't know people and you have to do that thing where you walk into a room and make the best of it and go and chat to people and 
God, it's scary at first. But I think doing those things that put you out of your comfort zone, you can only grow in confidence from doing those. So I think that's mine. Anyone else? Well, Laura, Laura and I have talked about this before. I had crippling shyness when I was a child to the point where, I don't know, I'd get dropped off for a ballet class and I wouldn't talk to anyone and I'd just stand in the corner and cry because I was so so socially mm. awkward that it, it physically made me upset and I think my parents they're very both of them are very no nonsense and they just nip stuff in the bud all the time so by the time I was about 12 I think my mum said it's going to be your year of doing so oh, yes, everything you, we need doing you're going to do it by which she meant if we were going to order a takeaway on a Friday night I had to phone the place and make the order if we were in a restaurant I had to order for the whole table if we're in a shop, I had to check out with all the stuff and mm. talk to the people. If I needed help, I had to ask someone myself. And she just didn't let me rely on her for anything. Mm. And then I think that coupled with the fact that my dad moved to the US when I was mid-teens and then my sister followed him shortly after. So me and my mum have really been on our own ever since. And anything that's gone wrong, I've had to sort out pretty much myself. So I just think I've had to be an adult like sort of before my time Mm. I think I don't want to speak for all parents but I suspect there's quite a lot of coddling I know there is because I've seen people do it where they sort of shelter their kids for longer than they possibly need to be and my parents just weren't like that Mm. it was like from the day you're 12 you're an adult yeah that's amazing sounds harsh but but it's it's, it's parenting by throwing in at the deep end yeah and it's not for everyone and I know that every child is different and needs different things but my parents obviously looked at me and thought that these sort of um, tough Mm. love approach was uh, was gonna work and I think it did I think because I've, I've never really had that thing of like, now I have to walk into a room and I don't know anyone's shit. Where do I begin? Mm, From yeah. the offset, I was just like, that's I've just got to get on with it, haven't you? Because yeah. otherwise my mum will be mad. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that's really good advice. Uh, Laura, can you think of an experience? Mine sounds quite heavy, I think, in comparison. But when I met my husband shortly after, his mum was very unwell. And then shortly after that, his stepfather. So between the, between the pair of us, we had three parents die in a relatively short period of time mm. compared to most people and with death comes a lot of heavy growing up very very fast mm. so I think that was kind of a turning point for me plus keeping a job mm. doing two rounds of IVF you know then having children and trying mm. to muster and keep all of that essentially going all very closely it made me grow up do you think really it's given fast. do you think it's given you a confidence because you you kind of can look back and think, well, I did that. I conquered those things. I conquered those things. For sure. So, yeah. yeah. And I really can like take a view on stuff now, mm. whereas I didn't before. Yeah. And I have to really pick carefully about what I care about. And do I care about that for it to really bother me? Or can I just get on with mm. it? And that's, and, and I really sit back now and think life is precious. Life is short. Mm. Where do I want to channel my energy because you know plus I've got three children looking at me like I looked at my parents Mm. who were kind of looking at me as their role Mm. model and it's like what do I want to teach yeah them which kind of I guess it sounds a bit heavier but no that's great it changes your perspective yeah my dad's dad died when he was very young like when he was 12 and so and obviously you know we're all unfortunate enough to know people who've lost parents quite young and my mum has always said that the people she knows who lost parents at a young age and you know you're how old were you 35 I wasn't that young yeah no but that is still young like as in like before their time right yeah my husband was really well he was 20 yeah that's it's really young yeah but but that those people she thinks have the best perspective on life and are Mm. so much more capable of dealing with the shit that life throws you Mm. from that so obviously you know no one would ever wish for it and it's 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 
a consequence of something really horrible. But she's always she's always said that those people oh my God, have it, the best perspective. It, yeah. My particularly my own father's death mm. has taught me so much about life, and I so wish sometimes that he could just pop back for like a few hours mm. just to see like how I would now deal with a situation mm. compared to how I would have dealt with yeah. it had he been alive. How much yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Well, great answers, guys. Thank you. Somebody has asked about imposter syndrome at a new job. What's your tips for uh, conquering imposter syndrome? I think just think you've been hired and they've seen something in you and they believe in you. You have to believe in yourself. And I think there are so many moments in our lives, you know, jobs or whatever, where you feel imposter syndrome. I think it's totally normal. Mm. Um, and I think it almost it's good because it helps you challenge yourself and, and like raise yourself to a level that you think you need to be. Um, so yeah, use it to your advantage. Mm. Harriet, you're nodding. Yeah, I think especially in the first, I would say it goes up to like six or nine months almost. Be completely comfortable with the idea that you will make mistakes. It's yes. impossible I so agree with that, to yeah. not make mistakes. And all you can do is, I, I think one of the most important things that I've learned across my career is to own mistakes. So I think there's a real tendency when you feel like someone's pointed something out that's been done wrong and you think, fuck, that was me, to go on the defensive and be like, oh, well, it happened because this person didn't do that or I wasn't sent this in time. Sometimes that's true. But if you can just say, that is my bad, I'm really sorry, it won't happen, I'll try my best not to let it happen again, I think that almost takes the wind out of people's sails, by people I mean like your managers or whoever, because they can see that you've been mature enough to know that that is not okay and that you're going to do everything you can to stop it happening again. So, yeah, I think there's a maturity in, yeah. like, owning your mistakes and imposter syndrome feeds into that, which is, like, don't don't expect yourself to be perfect at it. Mm. Like, this is a new environment. You're going to have to learn a certain amount on the job. Mm. Um, but hopefully you're a quick learner. And if you are, then it will be fine. And mm. then when you get it right, you'll feel extra good. That's yeah. absolutely true. Totally. I think that's really good advice. Okay, let's finish with some fashion questions someone said loose share a potential fringe jacket please we all need have you got you, you mentioned last week that you had oh my you god after no one. you found one no i haven't found it I'm, I'm still waiting yeah i keep looking at the um the old nearly low tan one is actually available on the far fetch but it's, it's like discreet so expensive yeah there's actually there is a ray suede shirt yes it's that so I good that i really want but it's so expensive yeah it's like 900 and something pounds it's crazy. I'm going to Paris this weekend, so I'm hoping yes, to find you something. Yes, you did you get, you asked for recommendations. Did you get any good yes, ones? Yes, I did. I got some, got some really good ones. So yeah, I'm going to go through quite a few like gallery recommendations oh, nice. and some good restaurants. Nice. We're only going, we go early Saturday morning, come back late Sunday night. So it's quite hard to be like, right, okay, there's, there's yeah. one dinner, there's two lunches, there's one breakfast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, trying to pick the right places. I'm going next Friday for the day. Oh, How come uh, just the day? Because my best friend's there. So, okay. and I've been so saying nice. it's her birthday the following week and I had a holiday day to use before the end of March. So yeah. I feel the same. I've only got like a, I've got like a, I think it's about 11 hours. I think I get in at 10.30. Okay. I've got the first train out, last train home. So I've got from 10.30 till like 9 p.m. Yeah. It's not long. No, it's not. Yeah, long. You've got a batch. I'm trying to cram it away. I was going to say, if you plan though, you yeah. probably achieve it. And also, quite a like, lot. Paris is Paris. It's always going to be there. So yeah. you just have to do what you want to do. And yeah, when you've, if you've been a few times, then yeah, you're not doing all the kind of checklist things you need to do. Yeah. There's like a couple of, like, we just love sitting at like Cafe Charlotte and just literally watching the world go by. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's kind of always on our list of things to do. So, and that's the best thing. We always say this. But that's the best thing about going back to a city that you know really well yeah. as well, that you can do that. You don't have to feel yeah. obliged to do anything. Let's do some quick fire 
final questions. Somebody has said, uh, can a denim jacket look stylish? What are they done? Laura, how do you pull off a denim jacket these days? I, I've got to say, I replace with a denim shirt, I would say. I think leave the denim jacket for this, now. This morning I went to buy that denim shirt that Polly put on Fashion Fix and it's sold out. Oh, which one? Yeah. Medium, the one with the big pockets. Yeah, it's so it's like a yeah, jackety yeah, shirt. Yeah, 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 so nice. Yeah. There's so many around yeah. like that. No, though. but I want that yeah. one. Mm, well, I'd say yeah. if you're going to go jacket, the only way is like, you've got to have budget for an Isabel Moron one, haven't you? Well, I think that the key is to go jacket. So like, there's like, I've got a Cezanne one, which is like 70s long, that mm. kind of vibe. Yeah. I think that's totally fine. But I wouldn't wear like a... No, you wouldn't. But I love the like yeah. wardrobe NYC vibe yeah. where it's thicker. Yeah, but that's what that shirt is like. That's yeah. really... Yeah. That, yeah, I really want it. Somebody said tips for shopping online so as not to spend hours and hours. I mean, pass. I love shopping I love online spending hours and hours, hours online. Now. Shop yeah. three share Lux. Look at our edits. Yeah. Duh. Right answer, <laughs> Laura. Um, okay, and finally, basket bags worth investing in this summer. Lou, is it going to be the year of the Luepe? Oh, it's so annoying. I actually had, it, I think it was in Christmas, I got a notification that the bas- Luepe basket was back in stock and I messaged Charlotte and Polly and was like, do it, do it. Too, is it too late? And they're like, no, do it. And so I added to my basket. It was really chuffed. I was like, woohoo, it's coming on Monday. And then I got a message saying, sorry, sorry. no, we are unable to fulfill your order. Oh, oh so You're quite specific about which one you want, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I rented it last summer. And it was a really good test to whether I actually really wanted it. And it did confirm to me that it just is a really good yeah. summer bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Also, they just come out every year. I yeah. just think like my basket bag, which has now died a death, I have had for years, yeah. and it's it's still a good investment, even though it is a wicker bag. It's true. Mm. It's true. I mean, I suppose I, I'm so in two minds because I also really want a designer, and I really want the Prada. Like it's more of a raffia oh, bag. I've seen it. Oh my god. It's so good. We, have we all lost our heads? It's yeah. a piece know, of raff. I know. It, you can buy a basket bag for like five quid in a market well, yeah. and lucky. they slap a Loewe on it and you're like, sold yeah, 500 quid. 500 quid. Mm. I mean, Mango did such, such, such a good dupe of it oh, when yeah. it first came out and I managed to get it for like 35 pounds off ASOS and I swear it's all I need. Yeah. From the, from a distance, you'd think it was Loewe and mm. I, I personally I think if you're know not if going spend. branded, just go completely. Yeah, yeah don't spend it. Don't spend just a go play. penny. Yeah, exactly. But you could kind of say that with so many things about the cost of them. But Sorry. sweatshirts as well, like, you mm. know, so many of these things that aren't, they're not high ticket items, like in terms of like the fabrication yeah. mm. and the skill that takes to create them. But therefore I think there's a, a limit. I wouldn't spend mm. 300 pounds on a sweatshirt. Although I actually really want like one of the Gucci Donald Duck ones. <laughs> I do. I really do. Oh my they're God. They're like 900 In pounds. the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I haven't bought Charlotte. it, have I? I haven't no. done it. So. I think there is a limit to these things. At the moment, the one piece I am dying for is a one-ton bag from Boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and I think so that cute. is such a good price they're good price. they're yeah. really cute do you know what i mean yeah as in like i think the one i have my on my net porter wish list is like eight eight hundred eighty mm, yeah. for a designer bag yeah. that i don't think will age no, yeah, it's really good. i do think with a lot of these things it's relative to how much you are interested in that category mm. like i would not spend like 150 pounds on myself going to a restaurant I, I just I just don't enjoy like that to me is mm. not like a it's not a priority it's just not like yeah. a great use of money but then to me spending 150 pounds on a t-shirt is a huge amount of money yeah 
but I get, but so, much, I get so much pleasure out yeah. of it. So I think it depends how much pleasure it's going to bring you as an individual. I don't mm. think there's a like, this is how much someone yeah. should spend. And everyone's so different. Like Georgie always says that she would never spend money on knitwear and that she'd only buy knitwear on the high street. I could not agree less. Yeah. I like, always invest in knitwear. I feel the difference massively. Yeah. So everybody, yeah. you know, people feel like that about de- You really believe in investing in denim. Yeah. I honestly think denim is denim and that you yeah. buy it anyway. So, you know, every, as you say, it's yeah. about, but then I hate wearing jeans and you love wearing yeah. jeans. So it's, it, it is about what <laughs> yeah. you, yeah. what you, yeah. Yeah. Which is terrible, which is really unhelpful advice, isn't it? I no, guess the I, point I is- I think it's great advice because it's, it, you're telling people to think about emotionally mm. yeah. where you would invest mm, true. and then relate that to price. Yeah. Yeah. True. I know that if I bought a wicker bag from the web mm. and the bottom fell out after three months because I'd used it so much, I'd think, fuck, that's 500 quid, like, gone. Yeah. Mm. Whereas if the bottom falls out my mango one, I'm not going to yeah, care. That's true. My wonton bag. My wonton <laughs> <laughs> the wonton bag you don't yet <laughs> have. Which should be yours. <laughs> yeah. You're, the one you're manifesting. Mine. Yeah. Manifesting. I am confident enough that that is going to last and that I'm not going to be heartbroken. Yeah. But it's a, it's an amount of money that I feel comfortable with thinking yeah. relative to the brand and the design and everything. It's yeah. the same with like with your hair or with your mm. nails mm. or, you know, with holidays, with travel, with yeah. car. Like, I don't know. I just think you have your thing that yeah, you so really true. care about. It's so true. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, and thank you for listening. Don't forget that we put the question box out every Sunday on our Instagram stories. So you can ask us your questions there or you can email podcast at sheerlux.com if you have any feedback too. Don't forget to like, review, subscribe and tell your friends and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.